Hey everybody, I just want to take a minute to talk about our sponsor, Film is Truth. It's a locally owned and operated non-profit video rental store and is the last one in town. They have a collection of over 19,000 films in VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray, so no matter what platform you watch on, you can find the film you're looking for. They have a little bit of everything, but specialize in foreign, independent art house and documentary films, which is super cool because they likely have a selection that you won't be able to find in larger stores or even on some of the larger streaming platforms. Film is Truth is open from noon to 9 p.m. every day and can be found here in Bellingham at 1530 Cornwall Avenue inside of the Terra Organic Market. That's convenient for you because you can get your food and your films in one stop. If you are a non-local listener, then you can find them at filmistruth.com or at facebook.com at filmistruth. All right, you lovely listeners, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Back to Back Films podcast. This week, we're talking blood and guts, or special effects and visual effects, with the films Bad Taste and Dead Snow. I'm your host, Keith. This is Byron. I'm Jacob. And this week, we're joined by special guest and filmmaker, Lisa Van Dambates. How are you guys doing? Did I say that right? Uh, no, but oh. people rarely do, so... Say it. Can you? Can you? Um, well, the American version that I just started saying in high school is Van Dam Bates. Van Dam Bates. Okay, but technically it's Dutch, so it should be Van Dam Bates. Van Dam Bates. Okay. Yeah. No wonder you changed it. That is very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Or just VDB. That's easier. VDB. VDB. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. How you guys doing? How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. I'm good. Yeah. Nothing. Nice. <laughs> uh, nothing really new in my department. Um, oh, I shot the uh, UW president with a camera. That is. <laughs> uh, and uh, she was great. She was great. She's a lot of fun. Uh, very. She's one of those talkers. Like she's been in front of people. She knows how to talk in front of a camera. And that's it was, so nice. She like very soundbitey. You know, so oh, it's nice. gonna be very easy to just like cut this. That's little such thing a together. skill too. Yeah, it really she, is. She knows what she was doing. Um, it really is. So yeah, when I, I was recorded, really grateful. when I recorded Western's president Sabah, it was like he can. He's he's comfortable being in front of people i think and talking because he's like obviously a political person but he's not like great at talking yeah he's not an orator yeah yeah he's 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 good with words when they're written but not he's he doesn't voice them out very well yeah Yeah. he said um a lot so it's like like, the opposite of king's speech you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe i haven't seen that movie so I have I not seen that either. Oh, but I man. think he, he, he kind of, don't from what to. I can tell, he he has like a Helena Bonham Carter uh, type of wife in the sense of like a wife that's like his backbone. Like I can just tell. Like, like she's she, she's orchestrating everything. Yeah, like she's definitely oh. a part. Every time I see her at a function when he's around, like uh, she's she's in charge. That's how I feel about that's how I feel about <laughs> Tiffany and Jacob. Like I just That's how I feel about Tiffany and Jacob. I'm always like looking over, you know, waiting for her to nod. And if she doesn't do anything, I just I don't do what I'm about to do. Ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's truth to that. All right. Lisa, you wanna tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> I would love putting to. you on the spot. <laughs> we know it's your favorite thing. I would love nothing more than to just talk about myself for the rest of the episode. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could just tell us, you know, a little about who you are, what you do in film, what you're doing right now in film. Um, yada, okay, yada. I have been a movie watcher for most of my life. Okay. Uh, like probably most humans. Um, and I decided, um, I've been bartending for about 10 years and I really hate it. Realized about six years ago that it was, uh, not for me, that I should try to do something else. (laughs) So I decided to make a movie because I've always liked movies. So, um, I spent about a year writing a script and then like a month filming and then like two and a half years in post Wow! and I'm still bartending and I still <laughs> hate it and my movie's almost done or it, awesome. my movie's done but it it's almost done. sold like it's I'm almost I'm almost done with it um, so, and I have been also supplementing the bartending with uh, doing some practical effects and some art department stuff is that like your main interest in film in the film process um, you know, part of why I wanted to like make a movie and do every job along the way and every step was to kind of figure out if there was anything specifically that I liked. Um, I thought that I would really like acting, so I cast myself in the movie, and I, I don't know that I'm particularly talented or that I love it very much. Um, but I think like one of my favorite things uh, that I did for my movie was the practical effects. So awesome. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. So you kind of a lot of blood and gore in your movie. You know, it's actually uh, relatively tasteful. There's only, um, you know, I don't want to like spoil anything, but it's not like a slasher film where it's just like death after death and blood and guts everywhere. I I wanted the gore to be really over the top, but um, you know, like it's selective. Selective. It's more yeah. about a story, and it's more about. Um, you know the experience than right. than just a bloodbath, but there so, is a bloodbath. Right. So, <laughs> so what? What's the Quite film? Yeah. What's the film about? Like what? What is your film? Um. So it's about a girl who uh, is kind of in a lot of ways similar to me. You know, she's like poor and service industry, um, mm-hmm. just kind of chill person, um, and she gets an. Not saying I'm chill, but maybe I am. I don't know. But that's about where the similarities end. Um, and she gets an IUD from a family friend who's a doctor for free. And shortly thereafter, um, starts killing everyone she has sex with. Oh, okay. So. What would you say? Did you have any, like, uh, film inspirations for this? Or, like, what would you kind of compare it to i guess in terms of like like you say there's like the gore you wanted the gore to be a certain way so like what kind of gore would you compare it to like bad taste or like tarantino or dead Um, snow like i think that so bad taste is actually like the first horror movie i saw like the first real like practical effects that i saw and i just i can't really explain why but just like i was just like hooked i just really Mm -hmm. That hammer went through his skull, and the pink stuff <laughs> came out. I mean, sledgehammer. And I just, like, I can't really describe. It awoke something in me, and I just really loved it. Um, and I, to this day, I love Bad Taste. But 
you know, it's like that was shot a long time ago. It doesn't look doesn't look super realistic. Um, so I think my goal gore wise was, uh, you know, something kind of over the top like that. Like it's almost silly. Okay. Just the, the way that people are dying. But I tried to make it look a lot more gruesome and, and realistic. More realistic. Okay. Is it is it like straight up horror or is it like horror comedy? Um, it's definitely not a comedy, like, at all. Like, after we were editing, <laughs> our composer was like, this is a very dark <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, and I think my intention was, you know, I love horror and I love a lot of a lot of things about horror, but I think it's, you know, it's a genre that's dominated by men. Um, and I feel like for the most part, up until very recently, horror movies are not really, there's no social commentary. You're not really thinking about anything. It's just kind of like one-off entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exploitative. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, um, I think women in our society are, um, you know, taught from a very early age to be careful and to be scared of men specifically. Um, I certainly was. And I experience real fear on a daily basis because of men. And I just feel like that gives like horror to me has a slightly different lens than like what, you okay. know, dudes are going to be making. I don't feel like most men making horror experience real fear. And that comes through in the movies. You're not really scared when you're watching dead snow. You're not like, totally Oh no, right. I hope he makes it. You know, there's movies that like really try to like push tension and then, you know, like jump scares. There's a bunch of different like techniques, but I don't feel like they are really like channeling real fear like true horror yeah true horror and i feel like most women like know true horror so have you like recently like instead of asking you what your favorite film is how about this how about have you seen a film a horror film recently that you really felt did horror justice i do in fact um or i have um saw five oh god i'd rather die than ever hear that again um saw six so i mean it's you know it's obviously this is like uh not a niche opinion it's very popular but like get out is like to me that is like the epitome of like what horror should be it like kind of teaches you about like this experience and it's also like it's fucking scary and there's there's like enough blood and guts to make me excited and um i just feel like it was a masterpiece because okay. it kind of connects you to the how the character is feeling. Yeah, as, as I a feel black like, man in like I feel this like white it family. really helps you understand what right. that kind of fear. And I think that's like a pretty common fear. Like I think Jordan Peele was really kind of like harnessing something that probably most black people can relate to, especially sure. when dealing with white people, and then kind of just took it a step farther. Right. He like made it relatable for. The, all, all of the audience. Yeah. Like anyone who is watching can, like, relate to... Can now kind of vaguely understand what that is like. Totally. Yeah. So, my last question, I swear. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there, like, a female director, either in horror or not, that you think is really doing good things for cinema at the moment? You know, I'm not, like, a huge... Um, like director follower if that makes sense okay um, i feel like every time that i'm like oh my god i love this director they're my favorite then i like hate their next movie <laughs> and 
Like I was telling Jacob when we were kind of like trying to figure out what movies to to watch for this discussion, like, you know, I was like, oh, I hate Eli Roth. And then I looked at his IMDb and I was like, oh, half of these I fucking love. And like half of them are the worst movies I've ever seen. So I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't dissect it by director necessarily, but I did recently find out that like one of my favorite movies was directed by a woman. And I saw this movie like, you know, 15 years ago and never knew. So um, that's that? kind of exciting. Um, Ravenous. Oh, okay. I mean, the yeah. Guy Pierce movie, right? It's. I think it's Guy Pierce anyway. But I is that be the wrong. actor? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure. Blonde hair. It sounds Spike familiar. Hair. It's like it's a <laughs> it's like it's, it's like a every, freaking great movie. <laughs> it's everyone from from it's the like 90s. A, it's like every Australian actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just feel like it did like a really good job, and and uh, you know like I've I want to rewatch it now, knowing that a woman directed it, and just kind of see if maybe there's something like an undertone that I wasn't picking up on that I maybe that's why I like it so much. So oh, weird, ravenous. Yeah. One of my favorite female horror directors that when I first watched, I didn't realize it was directed by a woman was uh, American Psycho. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't know I that, didn't know that either. Was that's either. really cool. Yeah, and then like, like last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's like, it's like, it's like Mary Heron, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" That she was able to like tap into that kind of like macho thing and yeah. just make it work so. Well. Yeah. That's what trips me out about that movie because it's so masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then but it's directed by a woman. Yeah, and you're kind of like, but hmm. it's like masculine in that like. It's like that, that male re- anger. Yeah, you know? like, but that. But like, but it, who understands that better than like the people who have been receiving right. it? Right. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, that's yeah, a really so good makes, point. That's probably why so that movie sense. is so interesting. Yeah. 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 And, and it's also this like a satire Pierce. on it, so like, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's great. It, it, yeah. it is Guy Pearce and okay. Guy Pearce, Robert Carlyle, Jeffrey Jones, and David Arquette. Okay. Oh, that's, that's right. David Arquette is in that. That is really funny oh, that's I think it's on Netflix too and I've actually kind of I wanted to watch that one too so Antonio I'm gonna have to Jane check that one Bird out. is the director English. Antonia An- oh sorry Antonia <laughs> I forgot to hit the English in there um, alright so our main topic this week is blood and guts or special effects in movies our first film is Bad Taste released in 1987 uh, the population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast food chain. Um, Bad Taste was written and directed by Peter Jackson. It stars Terry Potter, Pete O'Hearn, Craig Smith, Mike Minette, and Peter Jackson. Uh, the second film is Dead Snow, released in 2009. Um, a ski vacation turns horrific for a group of medical students as they find themselves confronted by an unimaginable menace, Nazi zombies. Um, Dead Snow was written by Tommy Wercola and Stig Fra- Frode Henriksen, and it was directed by Tommy Wercola. God, all these names are like Norwegian, so I'm going to butcher the shit out of this. <laughs> Stars uh, Vegar Hull, Stig Frode Henriksen, Charlotte Frogner, Lars Voldal, uh, Evie Cassith Rostin, Jeppe Beck Lawrenson, <laughs> Jenny Scavlin, and Anne Dahl Torp. And I'm sure that in Norwegian you would say a lot of those names differently, but um, <laughs> there it is. Okay, so I got some things to talk about, but if you guys have anything that you feel like is good to kind of kick off the discussion, we can open it up to you as well. Well, I, I think a good place to start would be talking about the difference between slasher and splatter films. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. those are two very different types, and these are both 
Uh, would you guys call these both these films splatter films? Yeah, mm. at least yeah. 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 Bad taste Dead... is like quintessential splatter. splatter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Dead Snow has maybe a little bit a sprinkling of slasher, but right. Uh, so what would but you not say? really. What, what is the, the difference between those two things? Um, I I mean I didn't go to college or anything, film school like y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Keith Keith did Fairhaven, so that's not really college but, at all. You know, in no, layman's terms, uh, I think to me the difference is like I feel like in slasher it's a lot of like blood and splatter, like you see brain matter. And yeah, like more or like splatter, you like, tend to see more of the inside of the person because like yes. the focus of Dead Snow is the intestines, right? There's something. Yeah, <laughs> almost metaphoric about the intestines. Right. Um, where slasher is like, you know, I always go back to Blood Feast or Halloween. Those are kind of the quintessential slasher. Totally, where it's just people being stabbed. Exactly, it's it's stabbing, or it's more about the stalking of the killer. It has a thriller aspect to it that the yeah. splatter films don't necessarily have. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Where like, I think, like original Halloween. You know, is very, very much like okay. They get stabbed, they die. Um, but the new, like the Rob Zombie reboots or whatever, tried to be more splatter in the sense that like he does more than just stab the shit out of you. He's like totally. you know a big dude ready to crush you type of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think slasher. There's a focus on the weapon too. I think where splatter is like. It doesn't matter what you use, but if you pull their intestines out, then you're kind of getting there. Right. Um, like in Dead Snow, there's like a he gets his intestines caught on a tree branch. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. oh no, how did that happen? Like, it's like, like how that, did that happen? <laughs> there's like that scene where he's like hanging like from the intestines from like, the off the intestines. cliff or whatever. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So like, oh, perfect. God. So I noticed today because I just rewatched Dead Snow because I hadn't seen it in you know maybe like a year or two and. uh I meant to rewatch Bad Taste, but I have seen it like 800 times, um, so I didn't think it was necessary. But I noticed when I was watching Dead Snow that there's like very similar deaths. There's like the chainsaw and the kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to chainsaw someone's guts and right. like go up in half. Like that's in Bad Taste. Right. And then there's the like snowmobile over the person and it's like... He's like laying there, kind of incapacitated, the, as his guts are yeah. are disemboweled. And I think it's a lawnmower in Bad Taste that does that. I don't remember, but there's a very similar uh, death scene where somebody's like, you know, being. Yeah. What what is and is that's I can't remember it off the top of my head. There's like oh car. Gosh. He uses the car to kill people in yeah. Bad Taste. Is like the car tire. There's something, like, to that effect, where somebody's being, like, ripped up from the inside, and they're just kind of shaking. Right. And then there's... Both films have a drop-kicked head. (laughs) Like, how how crazy is that? And then I feel like the the ending, like, him amputating his arm and kind of, like, losing it is very uh, in line with the ending of Bad Taste. Right. So maybe they're definitely both splatter films. Splatter, yeah, Yeah. for sure. I I feel like the slasher films will have like a character you know like a main bad guy yeah i feel like that's like a common thing for slashers you know like it's like freddy or jason or yeah because uh, in splatter films. you have to have a lot of people to kill yeah you need like stuff to splat yeah around you know <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> which uh, is kind of weird i bet you could make a slasher film with more than just one bad guy yeah. you know what i mean but i'm it's sure not common 
It's not. Yeah. Yeah, I think like you're so right about the one bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like for me, I think slasher films emphasize not only like the weapon used, but the killer that's like going around doing the things, and you don't really see. It might be bloody, but the emphasis isn't on the blood or the aftermath. <clears throat> the emphasis is the actual kill. Whereas splatter, it's not so much about the kill because it, it's it could be used with a hammer or a lawnmower or whatever. It's it's all it's about the aftermath and all the blood and the guts and the gore <laughs> afterwards or yeah. during as it's coming out, right? Um, I, I think that's, to me, like, the biggest aspect because you don't see in Halloween, in any of the Halloween movies or Jason or any of those movies, like, where there's, like, an emphasis on the horror being the blood. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, the horror is the knife going in or the horror the is guy, the character with the knife like right, this like horrifying stalking him or, yeah, or right, her right. or whatever whereas splatter it's like people get grossed out because of what they're seeing as this guy's like vomiting everywhere you know he's vomiting his guts or something like you know what i mean it's like totally it's more in line with like body horror than it is with like just the violence of it i don't know how to describe that i think body horror is a good way cuz it is it's like you know, their head gets pulled apart, their yeah. eyes get gouged out, their our limbs get ripped apart right. from it. You know, like it's stuff like that where, like, yeah, the slasher is definitely it's it's very like I don't know if refined is the right word, but it is very like there's specific focus. criteria. Yeah, yeah focus. It's yeah, like focus. It's like yeah. In in like slasher too, I think there's more of a it's broader. There's more of like a a uh, you could go have a, a horror film that's more of like a thriller slasher you could have it that's more of like um a supernatural slasher you know or um something that's more like detective based or something that's more um um god i don't even know but well like, i mean like so this is just a, a real fast list of slasher so you have halloween nightmare on elm street friday the 13th scream texas chainsaw massacre psycho the Shining is on there. Um, Child's Play. So, you know, and then when you look at those, what's the main, like, connecting thread through all of those? It's like a blade, really. Yeah. And there's, like, yeah. one yeah. one bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, exactly. like, Splatter could be zombies, where it's, like, there's you know, a whole bunch of zombies or... Totally. Like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a Splatter film that is just, like, one person. That's... You know, like... <sighs> Maybe. I feel like also the slashers are, and I think you mentioned this, but I can't think of a single slasher where it's not somebody being stalked and like preyed upon. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. voyeuristic. Kind yeah, of. it is yeah. kind of like voyeuristic. Yeah, yeah. And like splatter, I think like the Saw movies would be considered splatter, where it's like really one bad guy, but he's got all these mechanisms and everything that's that's allowing him to to kill all these yeah. people different God, ways. God, I hate those movies. It's funny, it's funny that you said that because on that list of slashers that I just read, I skipped past Saw. Saw, yeah. Saw, Saw was so on the list of slashers. I, mean, I, think, but... I think he can be slasher, but it... I think it turned I, into splatter. It's turned into splatter. I think the yeah. first one I think the first one could be a slasher film. Yeah, I think the first yeah. one is slasher. First yeah. one's like a drama. I think the first... Is, I don't yeah. think it necessarily fits in either category. Yeah. It definitely doesn't feel right to me to call it a slasher. No, it, that feel, does not feel it feels okay. like just like a drama film. It, okay, here's what I call it, and this is like a... Can't do it. Uh, you know, I've offended many a person with this uh, insult, but... Good, no one To me, to there's the, a new the genre, and it's called new metal horror, and it's just like this, like, <laughs> basically... Um, I hope you don't like new metal, but it's, you know, like 
there's always like metal in the background and it's like very green toned and it's like over the top <laughs> just like you're supposed to be scared now right <laughs> and that, i just hate that fucking type of it's like a, it's like a slipknot music video yes <laughs> like slipknot probably loves saw one two yeah. three four five six and seven or it's like, That's or, you know, torture porn, I guess, is the other yes! genre yeah. that it falls into. See, I like torture porn as like a genre. I don't mind it at all. I don't, I'm not like offended by it or anything. But I, I find like Saw is like what I would consider like chamber horror. You know, like yeah. it's like, it's like horror that's like. It's consolidated. It's like a basement horror. Yeah. Or it's, a warehouse or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's you almost know, like a. Industrial. Like hostile, or like I never saw Human Centipede. I just like really don't want to, but I imagine <laughs> that would be in the same. It's really dumb. I so. actually like it though because it's so funny. <laughs> like, I like yeah, it because maybe, it's funny too. Maybe I'll get really high and watch it, and then I'll, it's be actually enjoyable. really funny. Like, like you know, like they're all <laughs> their mouths are. <laughs> sewn to each other's like asses so like you know eventually they have to take a shit so like, i know it's just it's like, like a gag just thinking about it i don't know that i want to watch <laughs> it's, it but it's it's funny though because it's like i don't know you just it's have funny to see it. it's like funny because it's so stupid like it's, it's yeah it's which such is like a which is why i love guts right so maybe maybe i would love it maybe i should give it a chance well it's weird because like both of these films are like like they have that comedy element to it you know they like definitely do yeah like they're like when when you're watching the nazi zombies you know get their freaking chainsaw in the guts or in their gut or whatever uh they it's funny there's a couple you like know? one-liners and you know they have like a one-liner, one-liner after like a good kill they'll like say something funny yeah he's like what, what did they- i don't feel like it was very like compared like to me bad taste is hilarious and there's so many good one-liners it's just like like there's like lines in there that i'm just like oh like like when he drop kicks the head through the window and he's like the old magic's still there, <laughs> like like referencing his soccer career or something. Right, it's just right. like to me that's like hilarious. And Dead Snow definitely tried, but it just wasn't as funny. Right. Dead Snow definitely wanted to be more wanted to be more serious. Definitely, like, it's hard yeah. to it's hard to make a serious like splatter movie that you know. Like, I, think, I think that's a big difference too. I think splatter films are typically not serious they're more comedic whereas slasher films aren't so much comedic i mean you know what i mean like yeah it's normally like a spoof on a slasher film that are funny there aren't really too many like 100 percent slasher movies that like you could tell were made for complete comedic you know (laughs) totally (laughs) i would say that slasher in terms of like film theory and whatnot too is is more highbrow or considered right. more highbrow right. like, it definitely is and that kind of bothers me because i just maybe i have sensed like an undertone of like snobbiness about slasher i think films, yeah that's why i don't like yeah. them no definitely i see i mean it's in dead snow like the it guy totally is the guy is like this film guy and he's talking about like slasher movies <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. he's totally like this highbrow like film dude it's like dude you like slasher and then movies. if you like, watch in the movie he uh he gets a he gets a chef's knife is his weapon right. yeah, the, the movie yeah. guy so yeah they oh. definitely tried with him um, so here's a quick list of other splatter movies or movies considered splatter. A lot of them are zombie movies, which is sort of makes I sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. So Day of the Dead, Dead Alive, which is another Peter Jackson movie. So good. Um, Planet Terror, uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky, um, Necromantic, which I really want to see. I've heard that's great. Um, Hellraiser Two, Reanimator, 
Cannibal Holocaust, Tena- Ten- is it Tenabre, the Argento oh, film? That's um, that's- Evil Dead, The Thing, Itchy the Killer, Cabin Fever, Maniac. Um, some of those are kind of more serious, I would say. You know, <laughs> yeah, some of those are serious. Yeah, Itchy the Killer is funny because. It could be taken so serious, but yet it's super fucking funny. Cause, I like, know, I was going to say, isn't that one kind of serious? It's, it's like, serious, like, but it's so funny. Like, I mean, the, the movie opens up with this guy watching this guy beat the shit out of his girlfriend, and he starts jacking off to him, and then, like, his, like, cum is, like, drips on this plant, and then the title of the movie comes from his sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, 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 how can that not be funny? Like, yeah, it's it's Takashi Maiki is so weird because his tone for his movies is, I don't know, it's it, yeah, he it's takes so a serious odd. movie and then doesn't give it necessarily the in hundred percent serious tone. Yeah. So it's, and it's yeah. just so tied into that Japanese like interesting cultural like fetishistic yeah stuff that is only could, that can only be found in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yummy. There's something else I wanted to say about that, but now I can't remember. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, I think that there's there's a pretty significant difference, and I think we're going to have an episode specifically on Slasher because of, you know, what it's become kind of in pop culture and in horror and whatnot. Um, and because it's, like, so highbrow, you know? It's so, yeah, it's like, we so have to cover it. We have to cover it. <laughs> to be taken seriously. Yeah, like, we're yeah. In the legit. academic... Yeah, podcast the world. academic podcast. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. On this list, Death Death Proof is on there as a splatter film. Oh, because of the leg. Because of the, yeah, the, leg. yeah the the one scene where they all get. It's like one scene. It's more of a slasher movie, really, because it's really a, a guy it's a slasher, is using yeah. his car just to right. Just, yeah. But just, it doesn't fit the criteria. I don't think it's highbrow enough, and there's no knife. So there's yeah. no knife. I wouldn't see. I think a lot of these movies that are ending up on these lists don't necessarily. I don't think just because somebody dies in your movie that it has to be one or the other. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's kind of like the that. whole uh, thing with genres is like they, um, you know, it, it, they're just kind of this made up thing to kind of categorize movies. Right. And some movies fit into like 40 genres, you know? And I think that's like. And I think this is kind of a recent thing with me, but I am finding myself not enjoying like. Uh, movies that are just like you know straight up one genre and i don't think i like straight up slasher films either you know like it's i think i like a little mixture in there because they 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 come off as a little tropey you think do you think i just also think that it's like they it's very redundant to me like i just i'm not really a fan of zombie movies anymore you know the first couple that i saw i was like this is insane. And then, you know, there's like comedy zombie movies and you're like, that was funny. And now I'm like, I'm sorry. I just don't care about zombies. Right. No, that makes sense. And I really only watched dead snow because I'm Jewish. And I was like, Oh, Nazi zombies. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'll give that a go. (laughs) You know, otherwise otherwise I would not have given, Uh, given another zombie movie a chance. I don't, I mean, I feel, I feel the same way. Like I just, I feel like a lot of the new zombie stuff, like is trying to like, you know, kind of freshen up the it's such a the, trend the genre it, yeah. and it feels like a trend and um, but like even like the, there's that one studio movie where it's like she falls in love with the zombie I forgot oh, what it was called God, yeah but it has the guy who's in Mad Max 
the fucking Witness Me guy. Nick Nick Holt, yeah. Yeah, he's in it. I have no idea what this um, movie is. And there's that like comedy uh, show with Drew Barrymore where she's a zombie. Oh, kind San- of. Santa, Santa Clarita Santa Diet. Diet. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's not it's not funny. Yeah. It's just not good. <laughs> Yeah, the zombie genre is totally played out. But. It's just so overdone. And I think yeah. every kind of horror genre... I think that's just kind of what happens, especially in horror genres, is that people like jump on the bandwagon and they're like... And then it's gone. And then it's just... It's so overdone. Right. You mean you, and, didn't, you guys didn't see Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, like, if you God. like Nazi zombies, you'll love Renaissance zombies. Right. <laughs> Which is... It's so weird so that stupid. Fincher... Uh, you know, I directed that. I hold in pretty high regard, you know, because I really like his style and stuff. It's weird that he's doing World War Z too, because it's oh, like it's so weird. Yeah, it's just like, dude, this is like a, a dead end. And to genre. be honest, I didn't even watch one because I it was dead end when one came out. Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. And it's so weird, and it kind of makes me interested. Like, okay, he wants to do it. So why? You know? Yeah. Why I mean, I, I'm kind it? of interested in what will be the next horror overdone trend that yeah no that's good that makes sense. i think it's i am sensing just i'm gonna make a prediction here probably won't come true Do but it. i'm sensing that it's gonna be serial killer based because oh. uh i feel like that hasn't been overdone yet and i have heard a couple director interviews recently where they're like my next film is going to be about a serial killer well the hottest the hottest freaking thing right now in pop culture is true crime Exactly. Like, true and crime podcast, mm, true time TV shows, like everything right now is true crime. Yeah, right? and what's like, like what is better than a serial killer podcast? Right. Nothing except for a bunch of horror hacks are going to be like, "Oh, th- my horror movie is better." Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, the like, only thing better I think is our podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy cuz like Lars von Trier, I mean, who's super, you know, regarded in the film circle uh his next film they've already filmed it it's uh it the main character is a serial killer and it's all in his eyes and a lot of it's pov if not the whole thing um and it's directed oh, by lars von Trier. okay like how it, pr- i didn't know about that but yeah. i just predicted it you just did it yeah uh, and, like it's supposed <laughs> to be guys crazy. i got my finger on <laughs> pop culture's vein well we'll send you that sound bite of you saying it so you can, <laughs> so you can post it to facebook or yeah in five whatever years. the future of facebook yeah. Yeah. Oh, so let, let's talk about um visual effects and special effects and whatnot because there's the trend of using visual effects so i guess we should differentiate the two so visual okay. effects implies cgi um, or you know post post production based effects where uh, special effects or practical effects are stuff you would do in camera at the scene and you'd film yeah. it. Um, and there's this heavy trend towards VFX for for gore, you know for gore in general, but mostly blood. You know a lot of insert blood shots. Um, Dead Snow totally. had a super obnoxious, obvious green screen shot where he was punching the zombie, <laughs> and then and you could see the fake yes. blood. Every totally time, every that. time that somebody was getting clobbered in the head and blood was supposed to be squirting, they for some reason did that in post. Right, and it looks so. I'm sorry, but CGI blood looks so fucking bad. It'll always look fake. It'll like, always, always look, look fake. And I yeah. just went through this in my movie because there we had a continuity issue, and I was like, we really need to add a blood splatter t- 
to this one shot and I had a VFX guy, you know, attempt it and he was like, this is the best I could do. And it looks like fucking garbage. <laughs> and he was like, the only solution is for you to reshoot just that blood. And then I can kind of paste that in there. So that's what we ended up doing is like, Oh yeah. So he was working with the element. Yeah. So we had made. to actually re splatter the blood and capture that on video. And then he right. was able to just kind of copy and paste it in there. But that's awesome. Um, I, maybe it's just me. I talked to somebody recently cause I was making fun of it. Just how fucking dumb, um, <laughs> <laughs> CGI blood looks and this is like somebody who's marginally older than me and he has a kid um, and he was like you know to us it looks really dumb because we grew up with practical effects and like we we watched practical effects get better and better and to us practical effects look really awesome but like to the kids these days they grew up with CGI and it doesn't look as dumb to them like they that's interesting yeah that's totally sh- that I haven't, makes sense I haven't polled any children about that but right, um, that makes sense to me because I, I just I don't understand why you would do that. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it's kind of like CGI snow. Like whenever I see like CGI snow, I'm like, oh yeah, this just looks so and fake. rain and rain. It's like, yeah, I, can we just? Why do we need the rain? You don't need. <laughs> why can't it just be dry? Yeah, like eh, I, continuity though. Like half just well, half happen. the time, like yeah. if it's like just that light drizzle. You don't even see it in the camera, and yeah. people will buy into it if they're just wet. You yeah. Know? So we don't need the rain in no. the shot or the or the snow. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I yeah, agree. I mean CGI is one of those things where it has to like. I think it works in gore related things when it's used to kind of like erase stuff. Like I, uh, when I was in school, there was like this tutorial kind of class we had where uh, a guy came in and showed us how in a commercial they uh, had a guy's head explode and the way they did that was basically like frame by frame erased his head like there was two shots and then he basically you know connected the two and then to get it kind of to fit you kind of start to erase his head and then you end on the scene where it's like the fake prosthetic or whatever right Right. and then you can get the splatter effect or whatever um so I think in that sense it works because it just it looks normal. I think it looks like a lot better, and I think Dead Snow did this a lot. And for the most part, it was like pretty. It looked kind of legit. Is when they like mix, you know, it's like partially practical, and then they kind of like yeah, mixing accentuate it. Right. in post. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that you know. Because, like, when it's just a blood splatter that's just a CGI, you're like, okay, that doesn't work. But when they're in the cabin or whatever and they're hitting people, it's like, now the blood's on them. And you're kind of like, okay, you can't it's, really tell the difference yeah. between the CGI and the practical and where those end. And I totally get, like, the incentive to do CGI because, like, working with fake blood, like, it gets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will put down plastic. I will like I think that it's like an airtight room and I'm so fucking careful and like it's by the end of like a, you know, scene it's just everywhere and then yep. you can't reshoot things. Like continuity's totally fucked up. So it does it like increases your time your film time by so much mm-hmm. that I can see why they're like, okay, instead of like actually spraying these walls with blood every take and then spending an hour cleaning it off so that we can do another take that right. they're like, and eh, we'll just do it in post. Yeah, and then the cost of that and everything else kind of compounds, but right, you know, it which tends- is it's kind of weird that Dead Snow did that because like they're just like in the snow, you know. <laughs> 
You know, there were a lot of... I was trying to figure out if they were actually, like... Because there's in no the way that they were actually... Well, they weren't in a remote cabin filming right. that shit. Because oh, no there's way. no power out there. Like, I think what they did is they got a drone to get all these wide shots to make it look like you're out on this fucking mountain. And then I think that they probably just built a fake little For the in- set. interior. And, maybe and for the a exterior. lot of the exterior stuff yeah. that's close up. Because right. it's... Like also continuity wise, it's like the snow itself is a motherfucker. It's it's getting blood on it, and you're stepping in it. Right, that's a good point. So how are they going to reshoot anything? You know, like when when you pull up to the cabin and there's like pristine snow all around it. I was like, how did they get that snow so pristine? Because I had to shoot this several times when people are walking. Right. I think they might have just copied and pasted the snow over. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I wish I know these are secrets, but I wish I mean, yeah, it'd also be expensive to like haul up a whole crew and equipment and everything else to some location in the middle where it's of freezing. Yeah, where it's freezing. Nothing, exactly. And right. there's no it's like if they were really out there, it's so remote. There's no power. Right. If it is a set, I'm, I'm sure I wonder. I bet I mean, it would they, be pretty easy to, like... They, spent, they probably have, like, a snow guy who, like, is, like, snowing right? over all their... And fake snow, because if it was real snow, like, think about how fucking cold the actors would be. Right. I think I wrote down... I mean, they had a decent budget, they're, so... They're Norwegian. They're used to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they spent, like, 500000 on that. I didn't write I mean, down there's definitely that. stuff in snow. Like, they definitely shot stuff outside i think that's kind of but i mean yeah for the interior stuff maybe where the with the the outhouse and stuff like that you know they they probably that was probably all a set because it was so dark like you can kind of just fake that you can cheat that so easy Yeah. yeah yeah um it only gives two locations on imdb so I don't know. I don't know anything about these. Is locations, one of them a so. studio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alta, Finnmark, Norway, and Malslev, Troms, Norway. I don't. I don't know. No idea. Places, yeah. So. Um, I don't know Norway at all. I don't. I don't <laughs> so. know Norway at all. I watched. Um, so the first time I watched that movie, I watched it with subtitles, and it was. You know, I don't mind subtitles, but this time I streamed a version that was dubbed, and it was. Oh, <laughs> God. So terrible. It was oh, the worst dub I've ever heard in my did. life. I, I watched the dub version. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> dub anything is so stupid. Because yeah. the, the dub was like, ugh, off. Like, it was like. Oh, it didn't match at all. Well, there's like, obviously, like. I think they switched actors, too, because, like, the voices just halfway through the movie, I'm like, <laughs> that guy so sounds. Wrong. I would have noticed that that guy sounds that stupid. You know? That's so funny. I just. I, I noticed that, like, the. The dub job just wasn't good in how, like, the the timing. Like, yeah. Like, so, yeah, like, obviously the lips aren't going to move perfect, but, like, some of the things that they were saying were coming, like, quite a... Quite like, a bit after their mouths yeah. had closed. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, this, like, I understand that, you know, the languages are different, but, like, they also started late and ended late. Just felt like very pasted <laughs> on. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, that was a that was. <laughs> I, I that was had the dub version first and was like, I can't even. I'm not even gonna put myself through this because like I have to watch <laughs> yeah. it in the language that it's in. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just can't. Um, so what? The other thing I'm curious about here too is like, you know, you said you really like bad taste, and I think all three of us enjoy splatter movies and horror and stuff like that. So. 
what I'm curious about is what is with the love of like gore and splatter movies and like the fact that we just eat this shit up. You know, I actually I've been thinking about this a lot ever since I filmed. You know, it was like during filming of my movie that I was like, um, you know, crouching butt naked in a bathtub, like throwing as much fake guts on the wall as I could, and I just I was like so happy. <laughs> and I was like, this is just like I looked at my DP and I was like, this is I'm just like I. I love this. And he gave me this look like, yeah, you weirdo. <laughs> but, um, you know, since then, and since I've been doing more practical effects, I've really been trying to figure out what it is about blood and guts that I just like, really like. Um, and I talked to, I think probably like the most primitive response was I talked to a friend's dad who's very religious and he studies, um, studies the Torah constantly and he uh you know he wanted to talk about blood which really surprised me and he you know religiously had all of these explanations why why we're attracted to blood and the symbolism of red the color red and what it means and it's to him it's a very like sexual color and like there's Uh. something very primal about blood that he was kind of like saying that basically like psychos like love it um, and well, I red is like a is considered like the passion color. Yeah, yeah, I, it's color of love. You know, hearts are red. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know because it, it's not like I like blood in real life. Like, no, know, I don't. When, I don't like. Yeah, if I get a I nosebleed, can, it's like oh, you know, fuck that shit. I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind like blood, like a nosebleed. But like my neighbor showed me, um, he like cut his arm really bad at work. He like. Ugh basically sliced it on a sheet of aluminum and he he was like do you want to see pictures before they operated and i was like sure like can i take pictures of the pictures just like for my records (laughs) and uh and he showed me these pictures and like they like if they were fake i would be like oh my god they look so fucking awesome but because i know they're real i am like sick to my stomach to look at them yeah you can see his bone it's it's like horrifying Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, there's definitely a difference between watching a movie that was constructed to be gory and then seeing a picture of, like, gore. Like, real gore. And that's what, it really bothers me, like, when people talk about Faces of Death as if it's, like, a horror movie or something. And it's, like, that's just horrifying. Like, you're a monster if you like that. Because you know it's real. What is Faces of Death? It's, like, literally, like, compilations of people being murdered. It's It's a documentary... A lo- loosely a documentary that is essentially a series of various deaths. But the thing about Faces of Death is that uh, a lot of it is fake. A lot of it's fake. Which they don't tell you. It's 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 been built into cult fandom that it's this real, like it shows real death. Which right. it does, but it doesn't show real killing. It shows like, like, like an autopsy table. And yeah, yeah. Like- the most real, oh, or it'll show animal death. Like that's probably the most fucked up so scene. That, so it's like Cannibal Holocaust, have, where it's like kind mixing of, yeah. real have, death and fake death. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen Raw yet? Yeah, oh, love I Raw. Guys, I want to yeah. see that. I haven't seen it. Keith so has seen it. I just it. saw it just because I've heard a lot about it, and it's directed by a woman, and it's like it seems like it'd be my, you know, your shindig, my shindig, and I found that like the most like if. If all of the dead animals in that movie were fake, then I think it's, like, 
a fucking great movie. But, like, I know for a fact that they stuck their arm up a real ca- a live cow's butt for one of the scenes. And I, I have a oh, feeling, gosh. like, there's, in one of the opening scenes, you see, like, dead dogs floating in jars. And it's just, like, you know, I don't care if they were, like, humane, you know, died of natural causes and then they used them for the right. movie. It's just, like, it grosses me out. It's just the fact that they're real. That it's real. It's, like, I don't want to see uh. that, you know? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the morgue and borrow a real human corpse for a prop in a movie. That's, like, so fucking gross. <laughs> That's actually really interesting, because I think a lot, like, when me growing up, watching some of these horror f- films, you know, and these splatter films and whatever... I always thought, like, man, those people who made that must be fucked up, you know? Like, that's my immediate, like, I immediately go there. And what you're telling me now is, like, actually, like, you seem like you have a little bit more care uh, for stuff like that than maybe the average person, which is surprising I definitely do. Like, I mean, I was a vegan for, like, most of my life, and I'm, like, you know, 99% sure it's going to happen again because I just... Like, and I love animals. I have, you know, I've like always have a dog and it's just, and I think it, you know, it sucks to care too much. It makes, makes very, things that are very normal to, to normal people makes them difficult for me. But that's um, an interesting topic for sure. Like the animal topic. Yeah. Cause like I'm a huge animal lover. I've always had a cat, always had a dog growing up and stuff. Like you have a cat. He, well, not here, but my parents have a cat. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's I was my like, cat. I never it's saw my, your cat. It's, it's my I... cat. It's my cat too. Um, but uh, and there, if there's one thing that just infuriates me when I go on Facebook and I see those videos of like people abusing their animals and stuff, it just I I get so mad that I I literally almost sometimes start shaking because it just it makes it just, yeah it, I have a physical response yeah. when I see any of those videos. Just... How, however, for me, when it comes to like film and like I'm, I'm watching like a cow get killed or a, a pig or something like that it does not bother me in fact i actually applaud the filmmakers for doing it because you're getting something that's so fucking real that you are now tapping into real horror there right because you're tapping into people that's like are so against it that they're making a point and i think that's what film needs right because like if if you realize that the whole movie's fake then it's safe and i don't care about safe when you're talking about horror films like so i like completely disagree and like, i think <laughs> and especially pro- from a practical effects standpoint i feel like if like that's the challenge is being able to create something that looks so real that you have that response and you feel 100% in but like if you're not if you're not actually recreating that if you're not building something if you're not figuring it out then you're just a murderer. You're not a filmmaker. You're not like a effects person. Like anybody can go to a farm and buy a pig and slit its throat on camera. Like that's that's not impressive in any way. That's disgusting. That's yeah, farming. But it's, but it's also yeah, yeah, that's farming. Yeah, that's farming. <laughs> that's but dinner it, for you guys. It depends on the filmmaker. I mean, yeah, if you just have some college kid that's like wanting to make a horror film and then like kills a pig, that's not. That's not. I wouldn't say that that's acceptable at all. I'm talking. No, like, no. I but I mean, even if like Tarantino was like, I have this you know, vision for this thing and it's art and I have to do it. It has to be a live animal. It's like, to me, that's just cheap. It's like, if you like filmmaking is a skill and you should be able to, to build that realism 
from scratch without killing an animal. You yeah, know what I mean? I don't think Tarantino could get away with it. I don't think any director like that... I'm, no, like, of course not. But like, just, like, like, like Lars von Trier or Michael Haneke, like they've done that before, and, and they can pull it off because their films and their history have already... They've already proven themselves as like someone that has something to say about vi- just, about violence or or whatever that is. So and like, it's like the whole point of making a film is that it's fake. Like that's the whole point. Well, I don't right? know. I mean, there's documentaries though, right? So like, I think it's that hybrid that like I, to me it's a little bit more interesting. <laughs> well, like, Cannibal Holocaust is a perfect example of a film that is it's. That mockumentary style. Yeah. And they killed real animals in it. But the point and, of that movie is to shock, right? But I, I'm not talking right. about movies that are that are meant to shock you. I'm talking about, like, movies or films that are meant to make you really think about what violence means. And, what, and that's what's true horror. I don't care about supernatural shit. I don't care about fake um, bodies or zombies. I'm talking about real horror. Horror that happens every single day. And when you start tying that in with something that's as something, you know thousands and thousands of of chickens and uh cows and pigs die every day and i'm not saying that's necessarily right but the vast majority of people eat that every day yeah to so to say to say that it's like morally wrong or that it's really fucked up because one pig died in a movie that's saying something about violence that that actually that pig's death means more than any other pig that's getting killed for someone to eat bacon you know what i mean like totally and i'm not saying that it's fucked up like like I think it's fucked up to kill a pig, but obviously society <laughs> does not agree. Like right, at right, all. Right, right, right. I think a lot of people think that, but they choose to ignore the fact that they a pig died for their bacon. Well, the it's like that's the right. crazy thing about right. eating meat is like, and why I went vegan in the first place, and why I just like I'm at the point where I'm like I just can't eat it anymore. Is like if I if it was up to me to make my own food, like there's absolutely like I might be able to kill a chicken. Like, let's be honest, like, chickens are, Especially like, chicken. Chickens are, are pretty dumb. <laughs> like, you know, it's like... And they just, you know, they're kind of, like... Poor They're chickens. just... They're foreign enough to not... Right. To not feel like... It doesn't feel like murder. Right. You like, know. birds are I'm not saying I ugly. want to like, kill a chicken. Birds and insects are easier to kill I think, than, like, a mammal. But, or like, like, when a, I think about, like, having... Like, if I had to kill a cow, it's like, cows are fucking adorable. And they're like they're soulful. Like they, right. you can like see their soul. Especially like veal, you know, like a little baby. <laughs> it's like, like baby cow. cow. Those are soulful. Uh, veal is good though, but I don't think I could kill a cow. I mean, exactly. even a baby cow. So it's like I could, I just like couldn't do it. So then it's like, how, why am I eating this like processed thing and, and detaching myself and pretending like it's not what it is? You right. know what I mean? Right. I think there's a fine line in filmmaking where. Killing an animal is, I don't know, there are times where I think, like, it it can happen. So, I'm going to, so, a couple of examples here. So, in Faces of Death, there's a scene where they go to a restaurant, which is supposed to be this, like, exotic restaurant, and then what they do is they fucking kill the monkey in front of you at the table. They, like, put it in a table, and then bat, and then it slowly bashes its head in, basically. Um, a monkey? And a in that sense... I'm not saying what the what the restaurant is doing is okay, but the fact that they filmed it so that you could be aware of it, right? Is, that's fine, right? Um, I feel like documentary is like that's the whole point of that right. style of filmmaking is to document and right. not interfere and Where, to expose to be nonfiction. Yeah. Whereas that, you have like Cannibal Holocaust, which is like okay, they that was 
like exploitive. It's like shock killing. value. Yeah, which yeah. they actually did that. But then you have a weird gray area too with like Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that where up. the cow that they kill is they actually kill the cow as part of the film, but the reason why they killed it is because they were giving it to the tribe that they that was helping fi- helping with the film. It was an offering for like the tribe. So like it was a it was and the tribe went through its whole ceremony yeah. of like essentially like you know worshiping the meat and saying thanks like to the fact that we're going to yeah. eat this they were going to do it anyway right Capola right. decided to incorporate it into the film right. and I think that's kind of like <laughs> oh, the line weird. for me is like like if it's going to happen and I guess to me it's like film is already so wasteful like that's one of my least favorite things about being on a movie set <laughs> is it's just like it's like the earth you know it's like filmmakers are probably contributing to way more garbage than the average person it's just like everything's disposable and you you know even like with the blood i make it's like i'm i'm basically just making chemicals and pouring them out so people can look at them and it's kind of fucked up yeah it's true even just batteries i try to be really yeah it's like everything in the entire process is very wasteful and very like narcissistic and it's like my art is more important (laughs) than everybody's shit and i just i think that's i think it's like a mentality that's that is really fucking stupid and i think that you know it's like it's not okay when it's when it's chemicals or you know wasting plastic and it's way less okay when it's an uh animal life just for right for the sake of yeah. horrifying the audience, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I would never do that with, like, a cat or a dog no, I know or something, <laughs> something like that. But, like, you know... My, like, friend, actually, has but... a, my friend has a pet pig, like, and it acts yeah. like a dog. It sleeps in bed. It's fucking adorable. <laughs> and it's just, like, you can't... I can't look at that shit and then be like, well, pigs are food, and right. it doesn't matter. You like, should ask your friend to use the pig in a movie, in your next movie. <laughs> I mean, a, I would love to have a pig actor on You call. might not get the pig back. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I think people, like... They forget that that you know there's these pigs that 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 are pets. I mean they 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 are pets, and then there are there are pigs that, that are, are that are no different. But the only difference is that they're brought up in these small little pens where they literally stay. It's so their, their entire lives, like <laughs> and our, they get killed. Our society is so like I get these notifications all the time. That's like end the dog meat farms in Korea. Yeah. Or wherever, you know, right. and it's like I'm like, wow, that is fucked up that they're farming like dogs, especially because like dogs, like man created dog, like they evolved to serve us, right. and like they are the domestication. They, the domestication of dogs is like purely on us, and we bred them to be our like loyal companions, not to be a food source. So it's fucked up, but it's also like so hypocritical for us to be like, don't eat dogs, but we're eating pigs. And monkeys, and like you know, like other things that are pets, and like no, totally. That is, it's like we definitely draw a line where it's like these animals are okay, and these animals are not okay, yeah. and then we even draw another line that's like you know, this is okay to eat, but then we can't even eat that. You know, like There's America a, has three meat sources, basically, right? You know, uh, and only certain parts of those meat exactly. sources are acceptable. Yeah. Well, and like, There's a vegan um, hardcore band called Good Clean Fun, and they have a lyric. About like, you know, me and, you know, I got a choice and I'm going to do what I can and I got a plan and um, I want to save lives, not just the ones that are cute. That's save cool. Save the ugly ones, yeah. too. Yeah. The chickens and the... <laughs> the chickens. The, 
You gotta save the chickens of the world. You know what I think? I think kill all the ugly animals out there. And let's save all the cute ones. And then everyone Jacob, can become a dead. vegan. We're dead. We're animals, bro. Oh, not me. <laughs> not me. I'm the Brad Pitt of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, so I just kind of want to like kind of end on this thought, I guess, or this this idea. So is it like escapism that kind of gets us interested in these types of movies? Because like you can experience these things with and see these things knowing that it's fake? I think that's part of it. Um, one thing that I thought of on the way here, because I was kind of trying to rationalize to myself what's so great about Guts, and it... Um, I think that, like, I often go around, you know, like, you know, I don't walk around by myself at night and I try to be careful, but it's like I feel unsafe often or I'm forced in situations where I feel unsafe. And I think horror movies, like watching people die in a fake way has almost, like, prepped me. I feel like if I had to kill somebody to save my life, like, it wouldn't scar me the way that it would if I hadn't seen all this like, I mean yeah it's a certain, le- like a certain level of the same room as you right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little intimidated there's a certain level of like desensitization right when you watch like films and you're kind of like well I've seen that I've seen that you know but then at the same time I see my neighbor's bone and I'm like I'm like cringing and wanting to vomit so right, right. maybe maybe it makes that's not a good yeah. argument it's tough because like I love watching violence and gore and guts on in movies, but I don't have any interest in in when it comes to like horror films, like seeing it if it's if there's like not something that's like real about it. I don't know, and I'm trying. I guess I guess I'm just tired of like modern day horror. <laughs> I well, it's, it's, it's so repetitive. I, it's I, like, so repetitive. It's like Marvel movies. Like yeah. it, like when I was watching Dead Snow, Snow, I was like, this is. It's so two thousands too. It's like a teen movie yeah. from the two thousands, and then they're like, but it's also a zombie movie, right? Yeah, yeah, teen sex zombies, and then like the only thing that was unique was the fact that there were Nazis in it. But even that's not new, unique no, because Call of Duty is like literally no, Nazi it's like, zombies. It's like such a so another thing that I've been thinking about lately, and I kind of learned about this uh, when I first decided to make a movie is. That like this, the expectations for horror are so low for like storytelling, for uh, right. just like you know camera quality. Like when people found out I was making a feature, they're like, "Oh my god, you've never made a movie? You're gonna make a feature?" And I'd be like, "Yeah," and they'd be like, "What's it about?" And I would tell them, they'd be like, "Oh, it's a horror film, so <laughs> it's be fine. fine. Yeah, you'll be yeah. fine because <laughs> nothing matters because it's just horror." And that like actually offends me. And yeah, it's so me. annoying. Because I think, think like a lot that. of people just don't get it. I think they don't. But I also think the standards are so low because there are a lot of movies that people like, like horror movies that people like, that aren't good. They don't have a good story. The acting is terrible. It's lit terribly. Continuity is, like, out the window. Right. But as long as you get, like, those jump scares in, then, like, there's a demographic of people that are going to... Yeah, you could could go to Walmart. You could go to Walmart and pick up a $6.99 DVD, a horror film, and it's like, shit, you know? Totally. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, but bad taste is, like, it's... Not acted very well. It's. It's. A, I would it's say that acting's uh, above like, average, <laughs> but still pretty bad. I think it's like not. You know, it's not like Oscar material, right. but it's. Um, it's not so bad that you're like, 
this person's acting right now. Right. Which okay. to me is like that's the, that's the bar that's of like unacceptable. Peter Jackson I, I was pretty bad in that movie. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, it's shot really poorly. The lighting is bad. I mean, I would I would disagree and say that it's shot <laughs> oh, no. like it's it's not shot well. I'm not gonna, I'm not arguing that right, it's a right. masterpiece, but like right. it's also was shot in '86. Sure. So like, and on a micro budget. On a micro first budget. Film. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think, um, for the time, like, if you watch any movies from the 80s, like, they're not beautiful to look at anymore. Right. No, that makes that makes sense. So, like, and that's kind of one of the things that bothered me the most about when I got into horror was, like, just the production value is, like, in the toilet. Right. But bad, bad taste, its redeeming qualities for me were just the... Uh, the creativity behind how gross it is <laughs> and uh the the slurping of the vomit oh. the burping afterwards gets me every time like i i know that people like look down on a lot of horror films but that was just really just like it made me want to vomit you know like yeah. it was like just really well done in how and and how all the costumes kind of work together i mean we watched it, it it had a very like killer clowns from outer space vibe we watched that for the pod <laughs> have you seen that movie you know i don't think i have yeah, well it's oh awesome um, okay but it it's awesome. like yeah. the creativity in that movie and like how they put it all together ha- has is like way up here and regular movies just don't have that stuff. Right. Like, yeah. it doesn't have that charm. It doesn't have the, you know, the the, the, the gore, you it's, know? I think, and I'm not sure if I saw, like, a different gory movie first, if I would have, like, connected with it the way I did with Bad Taste. Right. Another interesting thing about Bad Taste, and I think this is part of why I like it so much, is, um, I mean, there's nothing worse than watching a movie... We were talking about this earlier, like directed by a man, and you're like, "Have you ever met a female before?" <laughs> like yeah. it's just like every woman in the movie is. You're like, no, and it's like I don't. Maybe Peter Jackson knows a lot of women, and he could write a female character properly. But like, there's not a single female in Bad Taste, right? There's probably not dudes. a single female yeah. even associated with it, and I feel like it's you know it's kind of like shitty that it's a boys' club, but it's also like. Well, there's if you don't know how to do it well, then just right. don't do just it. Just don't do it. That's actually interesting because, like, Lord of the Rings has like the only like female character that is like has like interesting qualities is like the one in Return of the King, and even she's not that interesting at all. She just has like a movie moment, and that's it. And that's like insane because I mean, the Lord of the Rings books. I mean, it's based off a book. It's based off the books. And in the books, there's not a whole lot of interesting females either. Right. So it's not like he had a lot to work with, but I, uh... (laughs) Wait, I'm sure he But I mean, if you look at, like, Dead Alive, like, the females in that are very one-dimensional. It's like... Sure. You know. Even Dead Snow. Dead Snow. Dude, Dead Snow. But that's why men need to, like... Men need to back off of horror, because it's like... That's why it's so redundant and repetitive. It's like a bunch of white guys like doing the same shit together over and over and over again. Well, I feel like we should talk about what you said earlier about teeth, because that's how this conversation came about anyways. And I feel like it's a good way to like pitch your film. Uh Because everyone you talked to was like, oh, your your movie's kind of like teeth, right? Like, I've heard that probably... A hundred times, right? Now? <laughs> yeah, because like the concept is pretty. Similar. It's like oh, a vagina that that kills people. Like right. oh, like teeth. Right. 
But except in teeth, it's like the vagina kills the penis. Just the penis. Yeah. Right. It eats but the penis. miraculously, the guys the all end up dying, too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. You're like... Makes sense. You're like, would you really die? And I just <laughs> to regress back to Dead Snow, I like how he had no hesitation cutting his arm off because he got bit. But when his dick was bit, he's like, uh, do I do it or not? And then he decided not to. Right. Yeah. That's I don't need my arm, but my penis. Dude. I can't live without yeah, that. Well, that's don't... probably why they died. They're like, that's probably why the writer of teeth was like, oh, okay, his penis is off. He should probably just He's die. Dead. There's, there's He's no not worth, even male anymore. Yeah, there's no worth well, living for any gu- longer. For guys, though, there are arteries right there or whatever that if you do get your dick cut off, you will die unless you get, like, immediate attention. Immediate yeah. medical <laughs> yeah. You gotta get the wine True. Yeah. True. I mean, I knew in Teeth, like, the first encounter where he's, like, has to swim back. I was like, he's fucking gonna die. He's gonna... Right. Like, you can't have your dick cut off and then swim a mile. Right. <laughs> That's stupid. Maybe 10, 10 kilometers. Unless he's Michael Phelps. <laughs> he probably cut his dick off for the, for the water resistance, you know? Probably get a lot more. But uh, what, I was, what I was saying about teeth before yeah. and what I, I just want to put out there, um, because especially because people who haven't seen my movie have compared it to teeth so much. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen it when it came out. And then after I wrote my script and told a couple people, everyone kept saying, like, oh, teeth, teeth. And I was like, shit, well, I can't watch it now because then it might influence me or it maybe it's really good and it is my movie and then I just won't make a movie. So I just gambled and I didn't watch it at all. And then I watched it about a month ago. And I thought it was fucking terrible. (laughs) I thought it was like... I thought it looked bad. It looks like, you know, just like a shitty... I think I said mumblecore. You said mumblecore. That's yeah. like the the stylistically what it looks like to me. Um, oh, and it's just so... God. To me, it's so clearly written by a man. And this female character is is not... Like, she's just sexual. And she has a sexual appeal as, like, a virgin. And as, like, this unattainable person. And, like, you know, it's like... It just... It's like, so if anyone has seen my movie and they still, it reminds them of teeth, that's like the biggest insult. <laughs> so if, if a producer was like looking at your movie, they could be like teeth uh, for women, you know, like it could be like marketed or it, it can be looked at as like, hey, those like things that like uh, that teeth did, but where it was very male focused, like you have this like very female focus. But like the crazy, like the thing to me is like, I don't think it has to be for women. Right. You know, just because it's, just because it's, um, it's not made by a man and like, there's actual females in it does not mean that like men can't enjoy it. Like that men are not going to connect with it on some level. Right. That makes sense. I hate audience targeting One of the most insulting, another (laughs) insulting thing is when like in movies, uh, and this has been said in my movie is like a lot of guys jump to the conclusion that the main character is like inherently evil and that it's like a femme fatale thing. Right, right. And it just that to me, like it's like should be and is way more complicated than that. You can't just be like, but men want to put women in these like good or bad categories. Right. And like with teeth, they put her in this like up here good category and then. You know, she, like, decides she wants to have sex, and she likes it, and then she kind of, like, they're trying to put her in this slut category, and <laughs> it's, it's like, like oh, but it's not actually her fault because she's right. possessed or something, and it's just, like... That's so Freudian. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. And it, like, gives her no control over herself. It's just, like... Right. 
these things happening to her, and she's just reacting. I think maybe everyone just needs to like cool it with the categories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let's, let's not yeah let's not do categories anymore unless I'm down for unless that. it's like sub characters hey, you know because like sometimes you gotta you have your main character and they need to be like the interesting thing and all other characters need to serve that main character right Jacob. and so in that case categories are okay but uh, Jacob just call up Pence <laughs> yeah I'll I'll call Pence um, I'm, I have him on speed or dial VP right yeah, yeah, v, yeah. V, are you talking about the VP Pence yeah, correct V Pence <laughs> V Pence Vice Prent Pence um, let me call Donnie real quick and see if he's with him. <laughs> oh, oh, Donnie, Donnie T. Yeah, yeah like Donnie T. He's all right. Um, Donnie, Donnie T. T sounds like a Don- douchebag producer that drinks Diet Dr Pepper. Uh, he's like my favorite. Like, my favorite Donnie T. Uh, one liner is or name calling is pumpkin spice dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what, I love what does it. that mean? It's just because he's orange and he looks like a penis. Oh, oh okay, I got you. pumpkin spice. It's like making fun of his baldness, right? His baldness, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, no, I'm down for that That's though. Funny. I I really don't like. That, nothing's um, worse than a hairy dildo. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, I really don't like the targeted like films, like. I like it when it's just a film and the characters exist as characters. Like, you know, just, we don't need it, you know, like, that's kind of what bothers me about Black Panther a little bit, too, is, like, they did it to target a specific set of audiences, and they're so up their own ass about how they fucking got that audience, and they're, everyone's loving it, and it's just kind of like... Right. I feel like Wonder Woman kind of did the same thing. It did. And it's like, I did enjoy that, and I don't like... I don't like uh, comic book movies at all and I did you know it was like very it felt nice to see this like powerful woman on this big screen but then it also you realize that it's being marketed to you specifically by a bunch of dudes and you're like you're like cool (laughs) yeah like they don't give a shit past the dollar no exactly and it just makes you feel like used especially as like the the demographic that that's being appealed to i mean that's like we watched we did a black exploitation episode episode recently and we watched uh coffee and shaft um, and shaft and one of those is made by just white dudes yeah you know and it and i couldn't tell it was an and, awesome movie, yeah. But the, like, yeah, and I like the one made by the white dudes more for some yeah, reason. Well, because yeah. you can probably relate to it more. Maybe in some way. I don't know. Some underlying way. I don't know, and it's weird because Coffee is like powerful black woman, you know, uh-huh. and she's like dominating the story, you know, um, and she's interesting, and she's she has, um, uh, she's like developed as a character. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. char- um, yeah. That movie's totally character based, which is it's character based. It's weird and that Shaft, a white guy did it, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And Shaft is a little bit more one dimensional, you know. Yeah, um, mm. and it's just kind of weird. And I'm sure it just has to do with like the the script and stuff. But I, uh, it's just kind of weird how I gravitated towards. Well, I think also I've noticed talking to especially like film people about movies is that like. Uh, what people latch onto and like what they think is most important in a specific type of movie like varies so widely. Yeah, and it's like to me, I'm like it's like it has to be character driven. It has to be like right. narrative driven. Like the story can't have all these plot holes, or I'm out. <laughs> and there has to be good gore. And then like other people are it's very like, narrow. Other people are like, no, I need these like specific cinematic moments like this, and right, I need these moments, I need. Yeah. It to look like this or you know it's like right. everybody wants something 
different. That that's the thing with like, like you can see that with Star Wars now. Not to just bring up all of the pop movies, but like I think feel like everyone who knows about Star Wars, like they have their opinion about Star Wars, and they saw this new film, and suddenly it was like this isn't Star Wars. And, but to other people, they were like, "This is Star." Wars. I know it's really divided. Yeah, it's real. So that that dividedness is like basically all all these people who thought Star Wars is this to me, and those things that weren't in this new film, they were like, "Oh, this isn't like what Star right. Wars is." But apply that to you know all movies. You know, like some people are like, "I like this well, movie." Even like I don't TV, like this movie. it's like a new season of something will come out, and I'll watch it and be like, "It's not funny anymore." Right, it's not the same. And then my Different friend writers. will be like, "It's way better." Right. And I'm like, no, are you kidding? It's like, it's a piece of shit now. <laughs> Total pe- Like, the new season of Rick and Morty, like, just kill me now. It's not even... Oh, they weird. have, like, they have completely missed what my mark was. Right. And I just feel like it's, like, I don't know what changed for them. That's weird, because I watched the first two seasons, loved it. Love, and then I watched, them. I started watching the third season, and I was just like, eh. Yeah, so, so I we're like on the same, the same page on that. Same response <laughs> but I've, I've heard that that some people that like they love it. it. So oh, you know, there's some something about like, no, like the consumption. The wow, there's something about the consumption of art where it's just like it's for me. So it had like you know what I mean. Like especially yeah. with movies, it's like it's the, the author of the movie is like totally just disregarded, and it's all about the audience watching it, and it's just like. It's all about my opinion and my opinion, my what I think is cool about the movie and whatever. It's just like hundred percent. Well, in a, we're like in whatever, a complete man. narcissistic uh, culture, though. Yeah, I mean everything right. is all about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's much. what's so weird about what like Wonder Woman and and Black Panther is. It's like those people who are like loving this movie. Like, can't you see that you're being played? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like you're totally being played. Yeah, it's frustrating. But it's—I mean, can't. it's still progress, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's like you know, as much well, as I felt be- because the white dude said it was progress, they're like, yeah, no, okay, like, you know, we'll give like, him a movie, <laughs> right? Exactly. But I think that's kind of like where, like, when I saw Wonder Woman, I felt like that. I was like, ugh, great, we got a scrap. But then I'm also like, okay, but it's it's we're not so far past the time when they would have just had a white dude direct it, right? You know. So it's like the fact that they that we even got to is like a little bit exciting. Right. You know what I want? I want like a spaghetti western style film. Like black dude looking at white culture. You know, and trying to like spaghetti western into that thing. Kind of like do you guys ever read that book Stuff White People Like? <laughs> no. <laughs> it it is it is an awesome book and it just lists all the things that white people like and why. So camping you know, handshakes, thumbs ups. <laughs> you know, and seriously, like, and you were the worst. Yeah, and we're it's the like you would, you would never like. I mean, for me, that's like so ingrained in my like the handshake. Like, it's our culture. Yeah, it's like our yeah. culture. But it's I, like I judge people on their handshakes all the time. Yeah, see, good one. Thank you. I've Do you ever get these? Oh my god, yes, that's so, oh, that's so awkward. Oh, that makes me cringe. Yeah. <laughs> and oh I feel like women god. especially have terrible <laughs> handshakes. Dainty, but yeah. we've been conditioned to the be like here. Yeah. to be like this. And I have like really tried to have a good handshake. A nice like, firm one. Yeah. And it's like yeah. I feel like a a lot of people are like 
Ugh. No or one the, ever tells me the like good limp handshake. dick yeah. handshake where you they'll grab your hand but then not actually do anything. Oh, they'll just kind yeah. of be like, oh, yeah, that's the worst. Like, or the the Donald Trump where he like pulls he like pulls the hand in like keeps going. Like, <laughs> this is okay, Lisa. Put it down. <laughs> that hurt my thumb. That hurt me. Uh, for sure, for sure. All right. He so his hands are so small. His tiny hands are yeah. pulling. <laughs> uh, we're a political podcast. Too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love shitting on Donald Trump. Get back on anyway, track. Uh, I think this is a good time to take a little break, and then we'll come back around with some quick roundtable takeaways we can recommend. Welcome back. So we're going to do um, quick takeaways, roundtable, and weekend recommends. So my takeaway here is, you know, this idea of uh, VFX versus SFX or special effects. Um, basically use the special effects, the practical effects, whenever possible. Um, it'll keep your actors in the scene, and it'll look way better when the camera captures it than when you do it in post, especially with, like, blood, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, who's got another one? Um, I'll go. Go ahead. Um, and I I agree with you definitely, but I think if um if you do have to do some VFX, like it really takes planning in advance, knowing exactly what those effects are going to be, and if possible, blending them with practical effects. Yep. Good call. Byron and Jacob, got anything? Uh. I don't, I don't think I have one. I think if you're going to do a splatter film, uh, you know, uh, makes uh, think about how it, it can be funny, you know. Um, <laughs> but i i want to I want to see a splatter film that's dead serious. Um, that's, like that's, next, that's what I want to see. That's my next. Uh, I'm going to make one for you. You're going to make that's one next. for me. Okay. Yeah, well, I, Lisa's going to make one. Actually, mine is dead serious, and it's kind of splatter. So it, your film, Marla May. Marla May. Marla yeah. May. It is, but it's. It, it's um would you call it a splatter film? No. <laughs> but but <laughs> there's that there's a couple scenes in there. I mean if we like if we rewrote it. If you rewrote re- it reshot right. it, then yeah. If yes. you made it if you made it more like teeth, it would be a splatter film. <laughs> <laughs> Needs more bitten off penis. Right. Yeah. But um, I mean, hey, if if anyone has any scripts kicking around and they know a uh, big big producer and want want to make a like a drama splatter film. Ooh, you know. See, I would be into. I'd be that. down. I'd be yeah. down to see that because I like the comedy stuff. But want to see something else? Drama my take, sucks. My takeaway is uh, <laughs> drama does <laughs> not drama suck. Drama I, hate, sucks. I hate the drama genre. Just straight genre. Fi- or no, drama I mean, I, I, when it, when I say drama, I mean the two schools of of thought: drama and comedy. No, I so mean I I know what you mean because most dramas suck. But and I think that dramas are like made for 
and marketed to women, and that's probably why you don't like them. They're all, like, emotional, and, like, it's always about... Oh, I love them. I love uh, it. Okay. I love it. I yeah. love melodrama. I think I'm, I think These guys I love, love it. I love melodrama. He is just... He doesn't have his feminine side. I, feel, I just... I, I hate feel the hierarchy like, of genre. I feel like the... I guess I'm just starting to realize I'm not into genres anymore. I think they should all be everything, or just it should be what it is, and it... Right. You shouldn't be... Uh, trying to emulate anything. Right. Like those like movies that are like, it's a dramedy. Ugh, what is kill that? Kill me now. What is that? It's a drama, but it's also kind of funny. Right. So it's a movie? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because like, if there's two genres, it's comedy and drama. That's it. Like, those, like is, does it make me laugh or is it serious? And dramedy that shouldn't exist. I know. <laughs> you know? Chillax, bro. Chillax. <laughs> Chillax, bros. That's my takeaway. Chillax, bros. Chillax. All right, Byron's got one. Um, Blood is good. I like blood. <laughs> what is good? He that drinks is it on so the regular. Profound. <laughs> that is that is Byron. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, that's my takeaway. Yeah, blood. Blood is fun to. It's fun in film, and I think that's part of it too. Is when you make splatter film, it's fucking. It's fun. It just it's is. So yeah. It is fun. Yeah. 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 When um, we were, we, Lisa helped me with uh, the Forty Eight Hour. I did uh, uh, the horror film. We still and haven't I, seen that. I had what the a hell? fucking blast with with the blood there. Yeah, and because, that was nothing. Like we barely even got started. Nothing. And I, I am not a big blood in my movie kind of guy, you know. Uh, but you are now. But I am now. <laughs> now it's like, whoa! Like I got in a bathtub and God, oh, you gave, was, birth to, uh, gave birth to. I a, sewed together about twenty uh, stuffed animals that my dog has yeah. destroyed into like a long string. Yeah, and then we covered them in like blood it was. And oh, it was paint, just blood black paint. I think it was black paint too. Yeah. It was very dark, and yeah, then Jacob awesome. gave birth to it in a yeah. bathtub. It was a lot of fun. I had never had more fun. We, we still haven't seen a... this film. I'd like to see it. I well, haven't seen it either. Well, hang on. I, I, we got to do a re-edit. You know the uh, the, the, the forty-eight hour version. You said, was very you said that five months ago. <laughs> I did, but I've also been working on my wedding video for the past eight months. So uh, you know, <laughs> you know how it is. Oh, uh, I know how it is. Um. Okay, Lisa, do you have a weekend recommends for us? I do. All right. Um, so I heard about this movie, I don't know, I want to say maybe like six months ago. Oh, we didn't do Roundtable. It's called, uh, oh, do we want to do something else first? Crap, I forgot. Yeah, Roundtable. I've totally I'm fucking, I'm totally spaced it. I didn't give it away out. already. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Way to go, Keith. Let's do this super, super fast because we are pushing time. Um, right, let's, let's do me first since yeah. uh, since it's Lisa's first time. So start with me and Byron. And go around, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, bad Taste is my choice for Jacob. Uh, I can't think of any specific reason why. I just think you like Bad Taste more. I think you sometimes have really bad taste in movies, so it kind of fits. <laughs> hey, Ghost is good. You guys just don't understand Ghost. Um, I'm going to say Dead Snow for Jacob. Because um, he has bad taste in movies? <laughs> yes, I was about to say the exact same thing. Mainly because there's a tank in it. Is there a uh, tank in it? There's no tank. There's that's, no tank? that's Dead Snow 2, bro. Did you watch Did the you wrong movie? I watched it? both. I watched, <laughs> watched the wrong movie. No, I watched both. I just didn't watch them. I, I, I watched Bad Taste again, but I didn't, I didn't have time to watch <laughs> Dead Snow. Dead Snow okay, 2 is so. pretty like insane, though. Like, the That's tank right. and shit. Okay. It's insane. Um, then, yeah, I'll still say Dead Snow because of the cabin scene at the beginning. What cabin scene? Because it's, it's funny. Uh, oh, the whole cabin scene? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like funny, and that's like 
Jacob. Okay. It is pretty funny. <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess, for Jacob, I guess, Dead Snow because of the poop outhouse sex scene. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for a second. That is the trump card. If there is any part of that movie that is like, this is written by a man, it's the <laughs> it poop that, outhouse right? sex yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. He goes from wiping his ass <laughs> to her sucking on the the hand, the finger of the hand, he I just know. used and to wipe his ass. And she just hops ass. on. And the whole time that it's happening, he looks kind of like he's still pooping. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I just want to say that, like, if that movie is so written by a man that he, they put in, like, that was such a fetish, like, fantasy sex scene that that writer had. And he's just like, I'm going to put it in my movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. It, it, Hell yeah. It did kind of seem Eli Rothish. It did. Bit, you know? Very like, much so. He, yeah. All right, Jacob. Wow. Okay. Um, gosh, honestly, these two movies, it's hard to pick one. Uh, they're, I understand where you guys are coming from with, I assume you guys all like bad taste more. <laughs> um, and I, I, I mean, it has cooler costumes. It has cooler. Everything. Just kind Better of. Better soundtrack. And the sound effects. Of- Peter Jackson was in a band that wrote that soundtrack. Like that's oh. that's like his <laughs> friends and him. Like that's I'm pretty sure that they performed that soundtrack. Oh, what the hell? Isn't that's, that insane? Yeah, like that they did everything cool. for that movie. That's crazy. So um, is your is your answer bad taste? No, it's dead snow because oh. he's prefacing it with like I know it's unpopular, oh, but yeah. I like the poop. Unless, sex he's, so unless much. he's tricking us. <laughs> yeah, he's Jacob. Okay, we should us. just let him. He's Jacobing. He's Jacobing. He's folding. <laughs> I totally, I totally flip flop. I wait and see what you guys think, and then do the opposite. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I fucking hate to say that I like Dead Snow more. <laughs> but <laughs> you Son did. of a bitch. Uh, but I, I do. Right. Uh, wow. I, I just will never look at you the same way. <laughs> Good, it's a podcast, so you don't have to look at me. <laughs> um, the I think it just boils down to this type of movie just isn't really my thing. Um, and so I found uh, Dead Snow being just better because I I laughed at it more. Um, it was, That's I, so bizarre to me. Yeah, so, but, like, I couldn't... I Like, I know the characters suck. I hate the film guy. Like, <laughs> just everything. I'll be Like, back. I hate the characters. Uh, and I you're not rooting for him, and I was just kind of annoyed with the movie, but um, I think it, I just... I laughed a little more, but Bad Taste, I thought, had way better sound design, way better costumes, Um was doing way more interesting things, but plot. just on I a, think the plot was, like... The the plot is more interesting. The premise is more interesting. Uh, yet, but just on a pure enjoyment level, I, I had dead snow. Like, just sitting through and watching the movie, uh, I could... I could Like, dead snow, I enjoyed more. I don't know what so, it is. Uh, but dead snow is very tropey and crappy, and I get that, but I just liked it more. I don't know. You so, know, okay. in your opinion, would Dead Snow have been better if they replaced the outhouse sex scene with, like, a pottery scene where... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a movie sex pottery scene. You know what I wanted in Dead Snow is I wanted Patrick Dead Swayze comes in. <laughs> or Dead Yellow Snow. You know, that would have been... Like, if there were more pee jokes, that would have worked for me. You yeah. know, I do think they missed out a lot on... Um, just, like, they have this white snow... 
and so much blood. Like they had right. so much room to show us all this like crazy blood on the just snow. Just like a nice wide shot of just yes. like a pools of blood. And they just yeah. never happened. They didn't do it. And originally it was called it was going to be called Red Snow based on the miniseries and then they they the producers and stuff wanted to have it their like own thing. And, and and not do the homage, so they went with that snow instead. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately for for probably for me and for you guys, dead, yeah. snow. dead snow. But it's hard. To, it's hard to do blood in snow because it turns out pink most of the time. Well, that's and that's kind of like and they did, you know, just and I know that I'm kind of a blood snob because I like if it's too dark, I'm just like you losers, <laughs> and if it's too pink, I'm like ugh. But uh, I Pepto do feel Bismol. like theirs was a little too pink on the faces at times. So I was like, nope, too pink. Yeah. And a lot of times, when the little blood that you did see in the snow was too pink. So they just had a bad blood person that doesn't understand yeah. color. Yeah. I'd rather well. have it too dark than too Definitely pink. better yeah. to go too dark. Yeah. When I was making blood for my feature, uh, my boyfriend's diabetic, and I actually... Cause, so he has to stick his finger several times a day, and I was comparing it against real human blood. And, like, you know, having oh. him smear his finger on white paper and smearing mine on white paper. So, I just, I, you know, it takes ten minutes and everybody has plenty of blood to test with. Like, real blood. <laughs> yeah. So, I just don't see why. There's no excuse, in my opinion, to have pink blood. Right. Blood changes based on where it comes out, right? Like, the blood up here is different than the blood Not necessarily. It, blood fingers. changes, like, you know, depending on how long it's been exposed to oxygen, like whether it's oh, old blood or right. fresh blood. Dry blood, yeah. Dry blood. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing where horror movies go wrong is that it's, especially against like a white background or on a white shirt, it often looks too pink. Yeah. Oh, weird. You gotta darken it. All yeah. right. Byron. Let's pick for Byron. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say bad taste just because the, the, it's like tonally just consistent. It's like they they just knew what type of movie they were making and they made it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Dead Snow just because of all the Nazi stuff. I know you you are the Nazi <laughs> of the podcast. I didn't think about that. It's an inside uh, podcast <laughs> okay. joke for you. Son of a bitch. Um, so, you know, I'm just, I'm just going... I'm just going with my gut. Pun intended. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Um, I don't know you at all. <laughs> That's the best part about the guests is that you have the guests. I know, like I know. and I, um, so just based on things that you said today, I kind of, even though I think it's just insane, I think that you liked Dead Snow better. Yeah, and I think you. that it's because I think, like, a uh, bad taste might have been, like, just too silly for you. Yeah, it's actually really tough because I saw Bad Taste a long time ago at my friend's house and you know of course i was i had already seen lord of the rings you know this was like so it was kind of cool to go back and see his roots oh you saw it like retroactively yeah so i saw it 2007 or something like that like so you know the return of the king came out what 2002 something like that no no it was way later than 2003 way later 2004 Three. No, because no, I was still in high school when I saw... I graduated in 05. I saw Bad Taste in probably 04. And Godzilla had just come out. I think... But no we, Lord of the Rings we, yeah. yet. Return, King Kong? Return of the King, King Kong. Kong. Oh, you're right. Okay, so Fellowship 2001, 2002, 2003. So Lord, Return right, of the King was 2003. Yeah, oh, maybe I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like they would have come out 
Yeah, because I want to say further, I was but... when Return of the King came out. I want to say I was in uh, seventh grade. Oh my god, something, like, something that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we're all the like. But the no, same I, I, uh, <laughs> there's something there. about there's something about Dead Snow exactly like Jacob, exactly like Jacob. I first wanted to say bad taste because I just love how ridiculous it is. Like I love, I love that actually, um, and just how like. They want to make a fast food chain. Like, it's so awesome. It's like, right. yeah. It's like, very killer clowns. Yeah. Everything about bad taste, I want to say, is actually better besides the production value. But for some reason, Dead Snow might just be easier to watch for me. Like, I have to be in the mood for bad taste. It's totally where I'm at. But Dead Snow, I can just watch whatever, whenever. I don't Interesting. Know. I, okay. But I. In a way, though, I, I feel like Bad Taste is a better movie. I just, it's a way better yeah. movie. Yeah. I, I, it's undeniable. Yeah. yeah, and I would just, but I would just rather. But you can't argue with like just, like you know, I get yeah. it. I get the idea. I feel weird saying it. I just like, but I love snow. Snow in movies is one of my favorites. I, I think I said that before in another. Probably oh, one, okay. I just I love snow. snow so I so it's a fetish thing. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. snow fetish. <laughs> yeah. And the poop, probably, And the too. poop, bathhouse sex. Poop. Myron and I both like poop jokes. Yeah, we like, that's why we both like the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. I haven't seen it, but I... But I, <laughs> I thought you saw... I thought you saw... I thought you seen that movie. Dude, I, I, I just say shit, you know? I just pretend to... Why I, do you I've believe anything movie. he says? God, yeah. damn it. Uh, All right, Keith. All right, let's Keith. do it. I think this is a... This, this is a bad taste. This is bad taste for Keith. Definitely bad this taste for Keith. This is Keith's style movie i think a little bit and um, he already said like go practical every time go practical he says that every podcast <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> go practical I, uh but yeah no 100 percent bad uh bad taste i kind of want to say bad taste but i kind of want to say dead snow uh but i'm just gonna say bad taste I'm gonna go bad taste too. Just <laughs> I don't know you, but <laughs> yeah, this I got. I love it. Uh, they're pretty much neck and neck, but I think bad taste edge it out a tiny That's bit. Cool, cool, cool. Just because like Dead Snow has just funky ass writing. Sometimes it's just it's terrible. Like, yeah, 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 it does have bad writing. There's the one thing I did like about that movie though is the twist on the zombie where when they bite you, you don't become infected. I did like yeah, that. That's true. Because uh, right. we don't know that because everyone who was bit died. Well, yeah, it could be a slow, typically you get slow. Well, yeah, thing. but typically, sometimes like in a lot of zombie movies, it's like an overnight thing, right? It's just, I mean, it depends on the zombie. I mean, from what I remember from zombies, from what I've seen, it's like pretty instantaneous. You know, like you get bit, it's either you kill them now or they're gonna turn on you like really soon. And maybe in Dead Snow, that's the case, but like. The dude gets his balls bit, and then for a long time after, doesn't turn, so... It's only, like, ten minutes. It's, There's, like, one more f- battle, and then he runs to his car and gets killed. Which we don't think, know how far the car is. Like, there is a period of time between The car was 45 minutes like, away, wasn't it? I just, like, in my mind, it's, like, an overnight transformation, and he was in fact. It's right. possible. I, well, in, like, movies like... Or in the, and I don't remember enough about number two. Like, well, no, maybe they the other thing, too, is two. that the dude, the snowmobile dude gets bit in the neck and doesn't turn. He all. dies shortly thereafter. He duct tapes his neck closed, and then he dies. Right, but there's still, like, right. a fairly, like... In terms of zombie turning, because I don't know of... I, I can't think of well, a movie off the top of my head where I they can, turn in, overnight. In The Last of Us, it takes, like, a few days. In Dead Alive, okay. it takes, like, a week. Yeah. Okay, so there is... But, like, I mean, World War Z, that's, like, seven seconds. If we take... Know? So I think there's a, a spectrum. If we take Dead Snow as, like, it's as a 
separate thing entity and uh, on a on a zombies there's no there's no change in a person so we i'm left to assume that they don't right. change right so it's not relevant to the story right which is also true but in that sense i like the fact that we don't deal with the changing aspect of it because then that always leaves room for some stupid like you know drama tragedy moment where it's like i gotta kill them like yeah and in this case it made for a funny like (laughs) he got bit in the nuts scene and arm he didn't need to cut off his arm but then he did anyway which i you know yeah which just makes him even stupider and i think him cutting off his arm was like i think that was their opinion of like a character arc yeah which is, much. I find that funny. That's kind Where of their attempt at a character pretty arc. Pretty much, it's like yeah. so like, over the top. That's what I like. Is it's so dumb? Like, like the characters are so dumb. <laughs> like, like, like every Eli Roth character. They're so dumb. It's funny. They're so dumb because you can just right. watch them just be dumb. And then you can <laughs> right. clearly and then when they see die, you're like you're like sweet. You know? Yeah, like, you, know, you, yeah. Like, you like you don't get, care. get yeah. something out of it. And then okay. you can clearly see like his arm in. Side oh, of his yeah. jacket. Yeah. When it's, I think right. another big dude. difference between Splatter and Slasher is you want the guys in Slasher movies to live, whereas Splatter films, you want everybody to die. Oh. Yeah, because they all kind of suck. That's an yeah, interesting. Yeah. I didn't think. But about I mean, that at in all. general, I, I mean, I, both films were kind of like meh to me personally. <laughs> like, I know, sorry, sorry, I'm gonna shit you your a little childhood. bit here, but you know, I wasn't super into it. Like, I like Splatter movies, but. What I liked about Bad Taste was how ambitious ambitious it was. It was like insanely yeah. ambitious for what it I'm was. I'm way so. more impressed with Bad Taste than I am with Yeah. Oh yeah. Snow. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Definitely. So yeah, like the um, costumes are freaking awesome and yeah. In Bad it, Taste. it definitely edged it and out. The sound design a little bit. <laughs> um so all right. Do we do we want to guess? <laughs> yeah, guess away. Yeah, guess. <laughs> My gut says dead snow, but if I play back the podcast, I bet that would change. Uh Bad Taste. Bad taste. Yeah. Childhood bad taste. movie. Yeah. First horror film you told me. Yeah. Or told us, I think. And um you know, you're you're a big uh I feel like you were maybe offended by well actually you did say that in the podcast. You were offended by some of the things in Dead Snow, like the, the VFX blood and stuff. And you're just like <laughs> Wasn't personally offended. Right. <laughs> like you weren't yeah, you weren't like personally offended like some of these Star Wars episode eight people. <laughs> <laughs> are, are like you ripped my childhood calling them all out right now <laughs> but uh but i think you were just like come on guys like I you was, could do better yeah. than that so yeah bad taste okay plus the costumes i mean if there's anything about this movie that yeah. it's actually about like my taste. least favorite i think really the, oh, i think I they're the really costumes. well done they're for weird. the for the budget and for you know but i just i don't find them to be that great i think they're too silly for me well, really... I I think I I can understand where you're coming from because like the thong jeans, <laughs> the thong business that suit? was yeah that <laughs> was the one thing I'm just like that just doesn't seem right. It's yeah yeah, yeah it doesn't feel like the right tone in, in bad taste. It was maybe in bad taste, created yeah. in bad taste. Yeah, you mentioned that you like like narrative and and like character. Like that's important to you in films, and I think Bad Taste just has that way more <laughs> than the Dead Snow for sure. Like the narrative <laughs> of that, it, it like it has an interesting progress progression yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. Whereas Dead Snow, it's just like survival, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are we not like? Did nobody catch that Peter Jackson like puts? alien brains in his brain oh yeah he totally oh, yeah. does that it's like story how different it like, he doesn't looks. get better yeah, yeah. how do you beat that yeah. you can't beat that the fact that i he... just love the image of him with the spoon 
just like eating out of the like a like a cereal bowl. Like that is <laughs> that was awesome. The fact <laughs> that he plays both those characters and you can hardly tell that it's him doing both is pretty insane too. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, because he's yeah. not even an actor. Yeah, yeah, no. that's that's pretty obvious too. <laughs> um, so, what is it? Um, you know, it's funny that like you and Byron both said that you wanted to say bad taste, but that like Dead Snow was just easier to watch. And for me, it's the complete opposite. Like, I really want to like Dead Snow, right? But it's like, it was just such, it was like torture watching it. It just felt very, like, forced and slow. And, like, if I'm going to sit through these, like, just tedious scenes of people pretending, you know, like, being like, oh, what do I do? Like, there better be some really awesome payoff. And I just feel like it really was a letdown. Especially the second time. I think I enjoyed it a lot more the first time around. And the second time, I was just like... It's not a film I ever want to see again. Yeah. Oh, same. And Bad Taste, I've watched hundreds of times, and, you know, I'm always down to watch Bad Taste. Right. (laughs) So, obviously, Obviously you guys are all right. You know what what I'd rather watch, outside of both these movies, is Zombievers on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, Dead Snow, I think, is, is... is, is it about zombie beavers? Fine. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing. It's awesome. Have you seen um, Black Sheep? Uh, oh, yes, no. I think, yeah, yeah. You, it's. I think I have seen and it's, with uh, what's his face? And it's and it's made in New Zealand. Oh, oh my that's god, that's right. Does it have David Spade and uh, what's the? Chris oh, Farley? that's yeah, that's Chris that's the other. That's a different. That's a different black sheep. Oh. It, uh, Stupid me. Or is it? I think is it called black black. I'm pretty sure it's called Black... I think both of them are called Black Sheep. No, you're right, though. There is that David Spade, Chris Farley one. I was like, why are we talking about this comedy? No, this, this, this other one, <laughs> this other one, it's like this horror film, and it's it's based in New Zealand, and these sheep are zombies, and they start killing Yeah, them. I've seen Black Sheep. Wow. Yeah, yeah I definitely so want to watch that. It's now. zombie sheep. <laughs> yeah, it's zombie sheep. Um, but they, zomb- should, <clears throat> they should have called it zombie sheep instead of Black Sheep. Zombie Sheep. That would have been easier. Yeah. Uh, I like Black Sheep. But, um... <laughs> But Zombievers, because it's just, it's... It's a really it's, good title. It's none of the, like, seriousness that you get from Dead Snow, you know? It's, like, okay. just fun, and everyone is, everyone is annoying. I'm surprised like, it wasn't Zombie Strippers or whatever that one was called. But Zombie yeah. Strippers is another one where it's, like, you're just annoyed by... I don't can't believe I've seen all these you movies. You know what's just funny to me is, like, <laughs> so these, even these terrible movies, like, Zombievers, like, I'm sure they had an insane budget. They probably spent, like, half a million dollars on that. I think... It's one of it's one of those like Netflix films. Yeah, I think it's like Netflix half a mil, right? There. I don't get yeah. this at all. So Jacob goes and says, "You know, this is not quite my type of movie." He's, <laughs> he's seen, seen all, all these, these shitty ones. Like what hey, the I, fuck? I, like no, like a no, lot of, like, no I saw wonder. A lot of these in high school. <laughs> like no it's wonder like, it's not your type of movie because you've seen all the shitty ones. You haven't seen any of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he started with all the like fringe joke ones, and then he has no patience Ridiculous. for the original. Right, no patience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like where's the crappy characters I don't get this movie <laughs> when do people die <laughs> um, alright let's uh, wrap it up here with the weekend recommends that we tried to do <laughs> to attempt number two <laughs> alright round two try not to screw it up <laughs> alright what um, do you okay. got so I saw this movie I saw a trailer probably six months ago my friend showed it to me and I was like this is either gonna be 
really awesome or it's going to be the worst fucking movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> um, a little bit about the film. It took the guy who made... It's uh, self-funded by a guy and he spent fif- 15 or... 13 to 15 years making it. Whoa. Fuck. Um, and he was like a meth addict and he spent like six to eight million dollars of his own money on it. And he died two years before it was released. Oh, sad day. Which Whoa. just like depresses Jesus. me so much. Jesus. Um, and it's extremely long. So that was another reason that I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this fucking movie. It's like almost three hours long. Um, and it is called The Evil Within. Okay. And it is familiar. screening at F- Phoenix Film Fest with Mar- like an oh, hour no before Marla May. So. Oh, are you going to go see it? Uh, of course. I mean, yeah, I've already okay. seen it, but I'm going to see it again in a theater. Nice, cool. I like I like Phoenix, Phoenix Film Fest. I went there. Oh, I've heard of there. this. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not oh, as like yep. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of like you're like oh Phoenix Film Festival feels like kinda, you know it's kind of crappy. You weird? know what I mean? Well, I've heard Holy really fuck. good things about, but Phoenix it's really Film good. Fest. Like especially yeah. from like like one of the we hired a producer to help sell Marla May, and he's like. You got. He's like, oh, that's a great, especially awesome. for horror. He was like, it's such a good film. It's a festival. great horror, horror and sci-fi. Do you want to hear something crazy? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, hit it. What do you got? What's I've crazy? Never been to a film festival. Oh, I've only been to Phoenix. I've oh, never been to a okay. film festival either. So okay, I thought Byron's, you guys were. Like... Byron's the film festival guy. Yeah. Okay, so that's not that crazy. You, well, you went to Southwest. No, I no the Colorado. I, I do Telluride. I've done Telluride three times, and I've done Seattle, and then I did uh, one other one, and then well, then there's doesn't really count, but Bleedingham, but that you know, oh, uh, Bleedingham Bleeding doesn't count. Yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> I did the no uh, Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. Oh, <laughs> I've been to that. That doesn't count either. Uh, totally doesn't. Awesome, right. but Phoenix is awesome. Nice, I'm and you should hook up with uh, David Riggs down there, and they they've been on the show too, and they were mm-hmm. they were great. Cool, yeah. and they have a film plug. So. All right, cool. so the Evil Within. Check it out. Um, yeah. Uh, do you, Jacob, do you have any... Did you set up the ad? How do we want to do the ad? The giveaway, etc. stuff? Oh, I'll just talk about it. Okay. Um, so, uh, as you guys probably know, uh, we're doing a giveaway to celebrate our 50th episode, uh, which is the next episode. This is our 49th, so the next one is 50. Um, and we're giving away three Regal movie tickets. Um, so... Uh, if you want to be uh, part of that, uh, or if you want to uh, get into the giveaway, you have to uh, like us, rate us, and review us on Facebook. Uh, you have to uh, send us a weekend recommend, so just like what Lisa just did. And then you have to... Um, what was the last thing? Oh, yeah. Like... Uh, ooh, what was it? What was it? Subscribe, rate, and review on either SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or... Stitcher? Yeah. Yeah, Stitcher. Yeah. Um, and if you do all three platforms, then we'll throw your name in the hat three times, and whoever's name we pull out of the hat will we'll get the three Regal movie tickets. Um, and they're Regal, so not AMC, not Cinemark, not any of the other ones that I'm not going to list all, the, all of them off. Uh, and then to be eligible, you have to <laughs> shoot us an email at btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so, or, or, or just PM us on, uh, Facebook. Um, but that's, so basically just say what you did and send us your weekend recommends and that's how you get your name in the hat. Yeah. 
All right. Sounds um, good. Oh, and sorry, one more thing. The due date for this is the 30th. Uh, so today is Tuesday, and the last day is going to be this Friday. Uh, so make sure you get that uh, get that in by Friday of this week, which will be the 30th. All right. Sounds Boop. good. Uh, Lisa, is there anything you'd like to plug at the end of this? Um, yeah. So I don't know if you guys heard, but I made a movie. <laughs> What's the first time I've heard about this? <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, is it a horror film? Or? It's a horror... God damn, don't make me do this. Um, it's, it's Marla May, and uh, we, if you've heard of us, it's because we got a little bit of press during filming because our lead actor uh, was a FBI fugitive and was arrested on the last day of filming. Whoa! Made international Ooh. news. Wow. No shit. Um, but then it took us two and a half years of post production, and nobody remembers or cares anymore. So there's that. Um, is he? So is he you, are they still like in jail or whatever? No, he actually. It's funny because he had the FBI like return him to set because he was still in wardrobe and we needed it for pickups. And so <laughs> I woke up. I was like sleeping. So this is actually a funny story. But uh, and I fucking hate when people say this is a funny story before they tell a story. So uh, strike that from the record, please. Well, we'll erase that. Maybe. Um. So the last day of filming, you know, there's a cop in the movie, and he's supposed to be like pounding on a door, and he was just like kind of knocking, and I was like telling this actor like, no, that's not a cop knock. You need to like bang, bang, bang on the door, and you know, it took like a bunch of tries and we were like whatever we'll just we'll just like record that sound later or something so we wrap for the day and then you know i'm sleeping in the living room of the set and i wake up to like the loudest cop knock i've ever heard in my <laughs> fucking life and i turn the dp is sleeping on a different couch and he woke up too and i was like is that i was like that is a cop knock like, right. that's what I was talking about. Right. Are we rolling? And he's like, yeah, sounds like it. And he went back to sleep. So I went and answered the door, and it's a fucking FBI agent. Whoa. Jesus. And he's like, hey, are you Lisa Van Dam Bates? And I was like, yes. <laughs> you were like, yes, that's not how you pronounce it, but yes. <laughs> um, and he's like, okay, um, so I have been made aware that you are filming a movie, and I just my heart just sank, and I was like, oh my god we like did something wrong we didn't get a permit to film somewhere like i just my i just like went into like and this was like the day after we wrapped so we were finally done and i was just like we're fucked right and then we made it this far he's like have you heard of jason stang and i was like oh yeah that's you know one of our lead actors he's like well did you know that he is a fbi fugitive <laughs> I was like, no, I did not. I was not aware of that. Holy shit. I found him on Craigslist, and he, he's a really good actor. And uh, so the guy was like, okay, well, he said he said you need the clothes he's wearing. So if you want to, do you have, like, backup clothes for him? And we can just change him in the car. So I brought a backpack of clothes up there, and they didn't even take off his handcuffs. Like, they wouldn't uncuff him, and they made him change in the car without uncuffing him. Jesus. I don't know how he got his shirt yeah, off. Yeah, how does that work? They must have uncuffed him for like a second when I wasn't looking. Yeah, but, maybe uh, they did. So they handed me my, you know, wardrobe back, and and they and Jason was like, "Don't worry about it. I'll be out of here in two years." And they were like, <laughs> "Don't listen to him. He's he doesn't know." 
when he's going to be out. <laughs> and he was like, duh. He kept going he over like, the no. officer like, no, 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 two years tops. Like, don't worry about it. And the guy was like, no, he doesn't know. And it just went back and forth like that. And I was finally like, okay, see you later. Um, and sure enough, he got out after like only a year. Can so I, can I he was out in time to film a couple of pickups, actually. Wow. <laughs> can, I, can I ask what he did? Uh, he robbed a bunch of banks. Holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> Jesus. Man. That's crazy. Holy shit, that's not yeah. right. Holy fuck. And you, uh, and you got him wow. for pickups after that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucking, like, he's a nice, uh, you know, I liked working with him. He right. was uh, he's a good actor. He's a good experience. <laughs> fuck, right. that's so, crazy. Only a year for robbing banks? Wow. Well, Damn. he had already served some of his sentence, and he was actually just getting arrested for, like, walking out of his work release program. Uh, so he just it was like basically a year of processing and then a very short sentence plus you know stipulations or something right, right. What a f- so, okay. uh, how fucking dumb do you have to be to be a fugitive and then want to put your face in a movie and be like well the crazy thing is like he he uh <laughs> thought that i was an evergreen student because this was an olympia and he thought it was like a student project and that no one would ever see it oh. and then once we started filming he was like oh fuck I'm definitely going to get caught. So, uh, you know, he afterwards he apologized. He's like, I'm so sorry. I put your whole movie at risk, and I'm so sorry. It was really irresponsible of me, and I, am, I apologize. Like, he's fucking, he's a chill dude. That's, you know? that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I love that so uh, much. That's funny. Um, so anyway, uh, what I'd like to say about Marla May, if you've heard of it because of that crazy story, uh, great. If not, now you know. Uh, we'll be screening at the Phoenix Film Festival um, Friday the 13th. 14th and 15th of April and we're also screening at PDX Extreme Underground Film Festival in Portland is it under the uh, airport? (laughs) no idea (laughs) Um, and that is in late November I don't have any details on it yet and hopefully it'll be available somewhere soon Sweet, sweet. Is there any place people can see like a trailer or website, Facebook, something? Yeah, MarlaMayTheMovie.com. The trailer's on YouTube, just Marla May trailer. Is it any spell? Yeah. Marla, M A R L A, space May, M A E. Okay. Um, So that's the trailer. And we do have a Facebook, Marla May Facebook. Nice. Um, But I'm really bad at doing all the social media stuff, so it's pretty. there's no Twitter. You know, I post like once a year on the Facebook. <laughs> it's like, it takes work. It does. It's such work. I don't do it for myself and I don't do it for yeah, my project yeah. either. It's so, so much. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's way cool. I, yeah, I'm going to have to check out the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check, check out, out. MarlaMayTheMovie.com to, and then uh, you said Phoenix Film Festival and then PDX. So yeah. keep your eyes out for Marla May. All right. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or opinions, go ahead and send an email to btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also visit our Facebook page to comment on or discuss this week's episode or any of the past episodes, which can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you like the show, please rate it because uh, wherever you listen, because it's going to help others find us. Uh, you can also follow us on Letterboxd at jcfoltz24 for Jacob and Hyperion creator for me. Um, next week, we will finally be covering the films that we gush about, um, Ghost and the Neon Demon. Um, oh, finally, finally. Ghost is, is my is that, favorite I, movie. I heard you yeah. mention it. I'm going to have to go home and watch it now. You will not like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is like, uh, you know, you know, I was telling it's you. Bad. Yeah, well, no, it's not bad. I mean, I think it's, Whoa. I think it's like a masterpiece, but, um, <laughs> but it's very, I think for a lot of people, it's maybe a guilty pleasure. And I think, I, th- I think I'm, I'm paving the way so people know that this is not a guilty pleasure movie and I want like, people to know why it's a masterpiece. You're loud and proud. Okay. <laughs> I'm loud and proud. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll, you'll proud. finally get to hear Ghost why Jacob. The clay scene. Okay, yeah, I can just watch it on repeat. The round table is going to be easy. On it's this your bad table. <laughs> yes, it's my bad table. I have to not do but it's a great table. movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. So for some reason he likes it. So you get to hear all about that, um, and then you get to hear why Byron and I love Neon Demon because um, that's a normal normal movie to like. Uh, um, I don't think that's true. Totally not a divisive movie at all. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, make sure you watch the uh, films be a part of the discussion. Uh, Lisa, thank you for being on the show. And Thanks for having me. Adding that insight to the discussion that we had, uh, yeah, which was, was great. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you should go now, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs>